Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, usually about 13, 14 minutes only, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word, and that's vital for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. So, Share these lessons with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help people to grow in their faith. You know people who need to do that in your life. Help them along the way. Maybe even help them get to heaven by so doing. Get them into these studies from God's Word. That'll be a blessing for them, but also for you. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. And I'll introduce this, and I'll kind of ask the question, in just a moment, because I like to start these studies with a question, basically. It gets us thinking, kind of probes into our, into our mind, into our conscience. Well, have you ever thought about since A.D. 33, and that's about the time that Jesus was, was sacrificed on the cross, the church was established within 50 days after that on Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. Have you ever thought about how many Sundays there have been since then? Now, maybe somebody might say, well, well, whoever came up with the idea of, uh, of, of having to be at church services on a Sunday, whoever came up with that? Uh, well, what about God? <laughs> well, how do we know God wants us to be here on Sunday? Uh, because of references in God's Word that were written down as God's Word? Well, how many Sundays have there been since A.D. 33? Basically, we're talking about roughly 103,833 Sundays, 103,833 as we refer to them Lord's Days in the Christian era since A.D. 33. Well, how many in our lives individually, if a person lives to 80 years old, then he will have approximately 4,174 Sundays. That's 4,174 Sundays. Now, why is this important? Because in our Christian age, in which we all live right now, Sunday is referred to as the Lord's Day, the day when the church comes together to worship God. Now, first we have to get to this understanding that God wants us. In fact, he has instructed us to worship him and as to how he wants us to worship him, not making it up ourselves along the way, but we must conform to his will as to how, as to how and when to be worshiped. Well, so shortly after you read this, depending on what day you're reading this in our podcast series, you're going to be looking forward to within a few days, a Sunday coming up. So every week, there's a Sunday coming up. Will you be coming to worship God on that Sunday? The Sunday is coming. What about you? Will you be coming on that Sunday to worship God? Worshiping God goes all the way back to the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 4, Genesis chapter 4, we look at Cain and Abel, the first two sons of Adam and Eve that are recorded in Scripture. Now, I don't know how many 
children Adam and Eve ultimately had through life, but we know of three listed in the early chapters of the Genesis account, Cain, Abel, and then later Seth. But here are Cain and Abel, the first two listed. So verse verse one of chapter four of Genesis says, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother, Abel. Now, Abel was a a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And then verse three goes on, and obviously Cain and Abel have grown up by this time. And so it says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. Now, why this offering? This was worship to God. And obviously it was instructed because of what follows. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Now, obviously, if God respected Abel and his offering, but rejected Cain and his offering, God had instructed them as to what he wanted them to offer by way of worship to him. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. I know we repeat that over and over again. But why do I, how's the connection that I make here? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4 says, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And that is when they both were offering sacrifices of some kind to worship God. God rejected Cain's offering by way of worship, and he, re- he accepted Abel's offering. And so the Hebrews writer notes, thousands of years later, it was by faith that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, since, as we keep repeating, Romans 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing the word of God, obviously God instructed both Cain and Abel, brothers, biologically, as to what to offer by way of worship to him. And I think obviously also God instructed them to worship him through an offering. Abel obeyed God as to what God wanted to be offered in worship to him, and Cain substituted his own idea, is what I believe the text obviously indicates. So God accepted Abel's offering, his worship. He rejected Cain's. Okay, so worship began early on, and people who are faithful to God from virtually the beginning again have come together to worship God. They might say, okay, well, well, how do you know that? Again, God's word, God's word, Genesis chapter 4, we're still in chapter 4, but now we look forward to the third named child or son of Adam and Eve, and that's Seth. In in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 26, we read this, and as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh, the men began to call on the name of the Lord. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. And so we start to see worship in a collective way 
I think we're to understand. Now, you might say, okay, individual men or whatever, but we see people who were following God began to worship him, began to call upon the name of the Lord. And that's important for us because that's basically the concept of coming together as God's people, the church, and worshiping him. Part of that is to call upon him in prayer. One of the ways God wants us to worship him. Now, when we talk about faithful followers of God from that point forward, worshiping God, coming together to worship God, we see that repeatedly referred to in the scriptures. When we look at at Psalm 89 and verse 7, Psalm 89 and verse 7, we read this, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. In the assembly of the saints. Interesting, isn't it? And then we look at, we look at uh, Psalm 122 and verse 1. And here's David writing. And he says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said to me, I could go to, into the house of the Lord. Why would he go into the house of the Lord? Obviously, to worship God. Now, when we turn to the New Testament, and therefore New Testament Christianity, we see the church repeatedly coming together to worship God. Now, in Acts chapter 2, shortly after the church came into existence on on this earth, we read in Acts chapter 2, and uh, beginning with verse verse, uh, 42, they, they continued steadfastly. Now, who are those who continued steadfastly? Those who were being baptized, verse 41. Those who were becoming Christians, thereby. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through them. Now all who believed were together and had all things common. Verse 46 says, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. The church was coming together to worship God early, shortly after it came into existence on the face of this earth. We go further, Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, we find a reference to the apostle Paul meeting with the church at Troas. And so, verse 7, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, they came together to commune around the Lord's table, to partake of the Lord's Supper. They came together when? On the first day of the week. Who? The disciples, the church. Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. The church was coming together to worship God. Well, we go a little bit further. We look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 23. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place, that's easy to understand, isn't it? And then we go a little bit further in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 16, beginning with verse 1. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, 
Let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. And here they're talking about, Paul's talking about the church coming together to worship God through the act of giving back to God from the blessings with which he has blessed us to begin with. And so a lot of people, they have a difficult time, I think, really reconciling themselves or maybe just grasping the understanding that when we give in whatever you want to call it, the collection, when we give on each first day of the week, each Sunday, we are worshiping God through that giving just as much as we are when we listen to the sermon being preached, when we are joining together with our brothers and sisters in prayer, when we're partaking of the Lord's Supper, and so on. That's just as much worship. But the point we're really trying to make in this particular study, when did they come together to worship God? On the first day of the week, each Sunday. Every Sunday has a first day. And so on the first day of the week, they came together. Now, the fourth commandment among the original 10, going back to the law of Moses in in, in the book of Exodus chapter 20, it says, It says for the Jews of that day, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Which Sabbath day? Every Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. Every week had a Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week. So when when, when do we keep reading here about the church coming together to worship God? On the first day of the week. Every week has one, a first day. We'll go a little bit further, dig a little bit deeper as we ask that question. Well, Sunday's coming. Are you coming on Sunday? Let's pray. Father, guide us in your will through your word and help us to understand and make the proper applications to our lives and thereby show our love for you and our gratitude for all your blessings. Please please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.